You're listening to HVAC 360, live from the AHR Expo 2020 in Orlando. Hey, welcome back. Matt Nelson here, your host for HVAC 360, helping you be the best and the brightest in the field of HVAC. I do that either by sharing information, specific lessons learned from the field, or talking with industry experts. Usually at this point in the podcast, again, I ask you to go over to the newsletter at HVAC360.com and sign up, but I really am focusing um, in the month of February and March on growing the YouTube channel just a little bit. Um, I'm going to be starting producing things in March uh, or maybe even sooner, depending, Um and I wanted you to go up there and sign up and subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's, uh, no commitment. Just go over there and sign up. Go over to YouTube.com. Look up HVAC360. Click on my channel icon and subscribe. Um, I'm really trying to reach the first 100, subscri- 100 subscribers as we speak in 2020. And want you to be part of that. So, what's up for this week? This week, I'm going to be sitting down with um, Shane Murphy, the marketing manager over at Delta Electronics. So, a lot of exciting things in that booth um, that were really kind of, uh, you know, very fascinating. But as you can as you can tell from the interview, um, or you will soon hear from the interview, um, things started to uh, focus. Uh, rather quickly on the O3 and I will put that up in the show notes but I won't jabber on too much just let's cut to the tape and talk about this first we are on the floor of the HR Expo 2020 here in Orlando Florida I'm talking with Shane Murphy uh, with Delta Controls a subsidiary of Delta Uh, he's the marketing manager how are you doing today Shane I'm doing really well it's been a great show Fantastic. So what does, uh, I, I know you have uh, an award-winning product, product from the HR Expo. Um, what what else do you have? Uh, and explain the award-winning product, though, obviously. Sure. I mean, they, if I start to jump into the O3, like, I'm going to eat up the rest of the interview. So I'm going to say first that the other products we have here at the show, uh, we have our entire system on display here. So we've got everything from backnet security uh, to system security, like cybersecurity. Uh, IoT protocols and everything that we have integrated into our devices, encrypted connections between our devices, our previously award-winning front-end software. Uh, we've got everything here on display, but the star of the show and like 15 feet tall is the O3, and that's the one that won the award this year for Innovative Product of the Year. All right, so, so, so does O3 stand for anything? Uh, O3, yeah, it's what it means. It's two parts. Number one, the device is a circle itself. So that's where we started with the, with the O. The three is actually think, sense, speak. Now, for those of us who are like really savvy in the audience, they're like, it stands for Ozone. And yes, it does. But uh, O3 is really the circle of the device and think, sense, speak, which is what it does. All right. Can you explain each of those functions for us? Happy to. So uh, with think, right? This device is all about taking multiple different sensors and putting into one package and then using that data much more intelligently than you could do from like several different sensors, right? So it's like we all have we all look at our rooms and we see that on the wall we have a thermostat. Up in the corner we have a motion detector. We've got humidity detectors all over the place. We've got all of these different devices that you have to put on individually. We call that wall acne. 
And you know what? Architects hate it. They design this beautiful room and we muck it up with all these controls, right? That's my job. That's what I do. But um, for this device, it takes all of those sensors and puts it into one package. When we do that, we can use sensor fusion to combine different sensory inputs and come up with one output. So if there's one thing you need to know about this device, it's that it's all about occupant experience. So when it thinks, it's thinking about you and what you're doing. And I mean, we can dig into how it's doing that, sort of like um, how we get around some of the more conventional controls. But if I were to start off and give an example, right? Uh, if, you, if you examine every thermostat, every sensor that's on the wall today, it works with the thermistor. And a thermistor has basically this little tiny, tiny nub that's sitting inside that sensor that is sampling the air around it, essentially, right? So its area of influence is about three millimeters. Well, we have one of those in our device because, yeah, that's how you detect temperature, right? And we've done so for goodness knows how long, right? But in addition to that, we have an IR temperature sensor, which takes a reading of the temperature down at the table where the person is, because that's what's important to us. So if you put a laptop up over close to your wall and start heating up the wall, all of a sudden your temperature sensors are out. If you open the door and the thermostat's too close to the door, temperature sensors out. If the sun starts shining on it, that temperature sensing's off, right? All of these things come up with a really sub-adequate experience for the users in the room. So what we're doing is taking multiple sensors, putting it together, and creating a vision of the spot in the room where you are, right? So it's not on the wall, it's over by you. So it's up in the ceiling, and it's located in the room wherever you need it in order to really accurately create an amazing occupant experience. And there's tons of other things that come together with sensor fusion. So temperature reading was just one example. It reacts faster, it reacts better, it can understand better how you feel in that space than any thermistor sitting on a wall. But also occupancy detection. So it's like if you've ever worked late at the office and your lights have turned off on you and you start having to do the hokey pokey to find the PR, PIR sensor just to get that thing to stop reminding you that you're working too long, we think that that's unacceptable. It's not an experience that we should just be used to, right? Because we make a lot of accommodations for our systems and how they exist today. And I think that um, uh, we're just not satisfied with that. So we take multiple sensors. We have a PIR because it's a great indicator of whether somebody's in the space or not. But we also have a mic in the device that's listening all the time. So as you type away at your keyboard, it listens to you and learns what the sound of you typing is. When you leave the room, it listens to the hallway noises and it goes, oh, that's what it sounds like when something's happening in the hallway. Now, I know you're an audiophile yourself, Matt, so if you take a look at what an audiophile looks like, you can tell when somebody's talking. You can tell when somebody says, um, er, or something like that. It does the same thing and it figures out that's the sound of you typing. So even when the PIR says, I don't think there's anybody in this room anymore, the mic comes along and says, no, wait, I know there is. And then we can do things like, add in the IR temperature sensor and go, yeah, I'm, I, I can see that there's temperature over by that space. So we know a person's there. So it stops the hokey pokey that you have to do every time that kind of thing happens. So I, I think, you know, just to kind of uh, uh, back up a little bit, I mean, PIR, uh, this is passive infrared uh, for anybody who doesn't out there who doesn't know. So um, that is some of the, the technology that's, that's currently out there. And a lot of times, you know, you're going to see uh, in, say, a classroom situation. Um, you're going to see, instead of passive infrared, which has its applications, obviously, you're going to see a dual technology, which, again, is 
is going to be the, the listening. So it uses the combination of those two. That, that's something that's pretty standard in the industry right now. I think one of the things that, that I'm hearing that's a little bit unique is the fact that hey, there's an intelligence behind it because one of the things that when you put a unit on the ceiling um, that just does you know, passive infrared and the, uh, the audio detection, uh, you could have, you know, you could walk by the room and it could turn on. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't filter that out. So having that filtering technology certainly is kind of a, a step beyond. But you know, there again, when we talk, you know, going, getting back to the, the thermostat, you know, I like the fact that I mean, a lot of, a lot of engineers out there would, you know, when they're placing their thermostat, you know, they're going to put it next to the, uh, the light switch, um, or they're going to put it on a wall that is convenient. Um, they're going to have to make that judgment call on whether or not that's too close to the outside, whether or not you're going to get that solar, direct solar radiation. Um, is there going to be a piece of equipment that's going to be placed in front of it? So there might be you know, a printer or a refrigerator, depending on the, the, the use. So actually mounting it in a ceiling and getting a, what you call, you know, you get a, uh, uh, an average, a larger average for the room sensor. Um, that's, that's, that's kind of really beneficial. So. Yeah, it's um, for us, like we always say, it's the best, best vantage point in the room, right? If you want to learn about a room, you look at it from the top down, you understand everything that's going on in there. So we did that with the device. It stopped making sense to have something on the wall. So I, I think the question that we get asked the most is, all right, so now you've taken my thermostat off my wall. How do I interact with this device, right? So we've developed an app that allows it that allows you to immediately control it from your phone from anywhere in the space. It also has Bluetooth beaconing built right into it. So let's say you have an office building that's all O3s, right? You go from your office where it knows where you are and you're, you're able to adjust the temperature, you're able to make the settings exactly how you want them. Then you go into the boardroom. Well, from your phone, it Bluetooth beacons to the nearest, to the nearest device and it goes, hey, you're in the boardroom. Switches over your control automatically and you're good to go. So you can actually see where you are in the space, intuit it, and make a better experience for every occupant that walks through. Because, I mean, if you go to like a lot of hotels or if you go to a lot of different buildings or if you do presentations and you're traveling, you're constantly learning all of these other systems and such. And so we're trying to make it so intuitive that everybody can sort of immediately pick it up and, and figure that out. So you can download our app from, any, from you know, Android, Apple devices, and just be ready to go. Now, is this something that can be you know, paired with just about anything? You know, I mean, you, you talk about a situation where, um, you know, hotels or apartments or something where they're going to put in, you know, uh, you know four-pipe system, heat pump system, you know, whatever different technology. And I've, I've seen them now where, you know, they get pretty advanced. I mean, especially in, in, in something where you're going to be uh, like a higher-end apartment. You know, I mean, it's going to be really fancy. The thermostat's going to be really fancy. Um, so this is, this takes the place of that. Yeah, by advanced you meant super confusing, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Unintuitive. Oh my God, what am I doing? I hope I didn't just flush the toilet. I don't know what this thing does anymore. So that's actually uh, where our IoT connection comes in. So a lot of you're going to be walking around the show today. A lot of people are saying IoT, right? We actually have the protocols to back that up. So we've got the MQTT protocol in the device. And then in addition to that, we've added the REST API so that you can actually connect to our device from your expected apps and such like that and start to create that, that kind of utopia where, let's say you're a high-end hotel chain, right? We know we're not going to sell you this device and then teach your guys how to use the app and then find every customer that you have and teach them how to use the app. 
your staff sure as heck isn't, isn't going to do it. But what they will do is they'll have like an automatic check-in app, right? So it's like a lot of major hotel chains are now letting you check in from the road. You don't even have to talk to a person when you get there. So how do we play into that? You walk into a room and there's a big disc on the ceiling and you don't know how to control it. Well, you can take our, our functionality and program it right into your app right next to what are my room preferences? Do I like a mint on my pillow or whatever it is, depending on your status level with your hotel? Uh, you can have the temperature preference right there. So by the time you get to the hotel, if you are a 72 person, if you're a 70 person, maybe you're 68, maybe you like a really cool, you know, whatever your preference is, you can actually integrate that right back into your hotel app and you don't have to have any knowledge about what we're doing on the sides to make it happen. So. This is where the money meets the meets the road for as far as IoT comes in, right? Because we're not just talking about an Ethernet device or something that's on the network, right? We had that. We know that exists. I'm not going to put up a, an IoT sticker just because I'm connected. What we're doing is actually building the protocol so you can take that information, integrate it the way it was intended with IoT, and then create something new that we didn't even know was going to happen. Now, uh Touch touch base again on the on the speak aspect of this. Yeah. Okay. So the the speak aspect of it, it does have speakers in the device, and it is capable of playing different sounds. It's capable of playing short tracks that have like you know speaking from it, right? But the main thing is, say for instance, it's light ring in the center of this device. It's got a light ring that lets you know when you've input an action on it. Because the biggest thing that happens is you're sort of divorced from it when you're holding the app, right? And I don't know how many things I've hit a button, I've waited, and I don't know if it understood me or not, right? So this speaks back to you in the least offensive way possible, right? Because we don't want 50 different Alexises or speaking devices in our in our space, right? So it speaks via its light ring. It can speak via its, its, um, its speakers. But it lets you know that whatever you've told it, it's immediately understood and it's performing an action based on that. So how does this, say you had a, um, um, again, going back to the classroom uh, example, how does this integrate into other building automation systems? Seamlessly. I mean, absolutely seamlessly. So BACnet has been the core of our business for uh, since, since BACnet was being developed, right? So um, basically, we're able to take this device and put it up into anybody else's system and still have it be able to speak, right? So we, what we're finding is other, other manufacturers that are pursuing OEM opportunities are seeking out our device because they want to differentiate themselves from the pack, right? Because it's like if you have a device that, say, like a fan coil unit or something like that, it's really hard to find a differentiating factor in that, right? I mean, you've got the fan, you've got a great design, you've got, you know, excellently manufactured goods, but there's a lot of other people on the market trying to make the same claims. Well, we can actually take our standalone O3 sensor, add it to your package, and all of a sudden you have a completely new offering that the next guy just doesn't have, right? They're still trying to pair it up with a thermostat and differentiate themselves that way. Well, we have a better occupant experience waiting for your customers. So, I mean, basically, and, and through the back net, you're able to tell whether it's occupied, what the temperature is, everything like that. So it, it's really uh, a lot less uh, time intensive for any sort of temperature controls contractor out there 
putting these in. Yeah, I'd like to call it integration, but it's it's native communication, right? So it's like the other systems that are there that want to incorporate this device or are our system incorporating other devices, right? They're all speaking the same language. It's BACnet, right? So when these things come together, it comes together seamlessly. It's not like integrating, you know, uh, external equipment where you have to kind of learn another language, map points, or however you're getting that integration done. So now, who is the, I guess, who's the, who are the people that are, are specifying it? I mean, obviously, because you are, and, and I guess this is kind of um, one of those things that, uh, even for example, I've, I've seen uh, your exhaust fans. Um, it's a light, it's a fan. Now, you've just kind of, kind of bridged two gaps where you have an electrical engineer and a mechanical engineer. Who specifies these types of, I mean, in general, who's, who specifies these types of products? Well, currently we're trying to create a change in the industry, right? Because it's like you saw, you heard at the beginning where I'm saying uh, we saw temperature control and we weren't satisfied. We saw occupancy control and we weren't satisfied with the current norms, right? And the same thing's going on with how the specs are written, right? So um, right now we're pursuing those, those design build applications where it's like we can speak to the end user. We can speak to somebody who cares about what this building's going to do for the next 20 years or how it affects the occupants, right? So as we, as we develop more and more of those relationships, we're starting to get other people that are in the bid spec world that are saying, yeah, we, we want to have some of that too. Yeah, we're not satisfied either. So it's developing relationship by relationship and changing the ideas of the industry for what's acceptable and what isn't. So that's, that's really where it's kind of starting. Now, obviously, with the, you know, the occupancy sensor, that's going to be something that, you know, you look at any sort of uh, um, major manufacturer of lighting. And, you know, that's just going to be a component to the system that they put in. How, how does that interface into, you know, whether it be, you know, a Leviton, whether it be, you know, Acuity, um, how, how does that, the O3 integrate to that? So, um how do, how do you mean like interface to it? Because it's like when we're talking about a completely integrated system, right? Um, it would be everything that you would expect. Like it's like, you know, we can take, we're right now within our, our trade booth here, we're controlling all the lighting in our area. We've got these lamp posts that are out and over. We're controlling that. There's a VFD over across the way. We're turning that on and off, speeding it up and down. We have integration right within the VFD to turn it into a controller and to turn it into a native backnet device, right? So it's like we're, we're, we're taking all of these integration pain points and integrating them directly into the system. So in the case of, say, something like the O3, um, whether it's lighting, whether it's access, whether it's anything like that, we can connect directly to it and speak natively. So um, as far as like integrating other systems and such like that, there's always a common ground where it's like, all right, what are we talking? Are we talking Modbus? Are we talking DALI? Are we talking whatever you need, right? So we can connect through those systems, use the backbone of BACnet, and be instantly communicating with it directly. All right, so besides the O3, we'll get off that topic. <laughs> we'll, uh, besides the O3, what, is, what else is new with Delta? Well, that, that's just constantly evolving. So it's like, say for instance, like our front end software in Teleweb, right? It never stops. So we have an agile development cycle on it. So we're constantly multiple releases throughout the year improving every aspect of it. And it's everything from like your energy monitoring, your reporting, your just, just anything that you can think of that we can make more intuitive. Like for instance, we have completely configurable dashboards, right? So it's like multiple people can use our front end 
and be able to have a view that instantly has what's important to them. So you don't have to be a systems expert sitting in a basement trying to figure this out. We can actually make a view that's great for energy managers, or we can have a view that's great for like a CEO overview of their company and such. And it's really sort of like a possibility that's not there with other systems, because that dashboard can be created so easily via widget system. So you don't have, our integrators don't have to create custom graphics every time they try to create a view. And these people, once they have their dashboards, they can adjust them. They can add other things to it. Do you want reports dynamically updating? Do you want cameras like right in your dashboard? Whatever you need. We have, I don't know how many cameras in this booth, and all of them are displayable through a dashboard or through a dedicated uh, uh, widget. All right. Well, I appreciate your time, Shane. What What do you have? Uh, any, I guess any last any last words that you'd have. Well, I think, uh, I think we're really excited about the reaction that we're seeing at the show and about winning the Innovation Award. It's a huge honor for us. Uh, and it, it just shows that the industry is, is getting as excited about this product as we are. Um, and the buzz at the booth has just been fantastic. So it's really great to see people looking for something different to challenge the status quo of how systems are working and really put the occupant first, the person in the room needs to have a better experience. Nobody wants to go from a smart home and go to a dumb office. So we're fixing that problem. Great, so where can people learn more information about Delta? deltacontrols.com. So we've got our website. All, a lot of the information that you've heard here is available there. So you can go through to our product, product page and see videos on the subject. Um, we've got presentations. We've got our product catalog there so you can see our entire system. So deltacontrols.com in any country, pop on over and we've got the info for you. All right, fantastic. Well, I appreciate your time, Shane. And you as well. It's been a pleasure, man. I really enjoyed it. All right, and we're back. Thanks to Shane for taking the time to talk with us over at the AHR Expo. Uh, a lot of good stuff there. Check out the show notes for things that we uh, talked about and discussed in the interview. You can find those over at hvac360.com slash 153.153. All right, well, that's it for this week. Thanks so much for listening. I hope this was helpful. If you're knowing somebody who uh, is interested in this information or would be interested in this information, Consider sharing this episode with them or put one of your, you know, send over one of your other favorites. Um, this is by far probably the best thing that you can do to spread the word about our podcast. Um, and really, you know, it, it's, it is our podcast. I, I put it out for you and you consume it. So if it wasn't for either one of us, uh, it just, it wouldn't happen. So again, I really appreciate each and every one of you who listen. Uh, if you want some extra credit, Again, go over to YouTube and look up HVAC 360 and subscribe there. Um, go over to my HVAC360.com, the website, and sign up for the newsletter. And if you're really feeling ambitious and want to be one of the the vaunted few, go over to uh, Apple Podcasts and consider leaving me a five-star review and a rating. That would be greatly appreciated. All right, well, that's a wrap for this episode of HVAC 360. I'm Matt Nelson, helping you be the best and the brightest in the field of HVAC. And as always, know what you build and share what you know. 